Hello, welcome back to Results Train. Welcome back, back again. Look Guess who's, who's back? back. <laughs> tell a friend. Tell a friend. Yeah, back please, actually, back. please do tell a friend. Yeah, do mm -hmm. tell a friend. Mm -hmm. Tell a friend. Uh, like, me. subscribe, all of the things. All of the things. So Come hang out with us once a week. Yeah, and if we're short and sweet and we get to the point, so it's not a big deal. No, not a Just big deal. Hopefully, we can pour into you a little bit and give you some ideas on what's going on in business and challenge your thinking a little bit. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Today we're going to talk about supply chain, and yes. yeah, exactly, and not not in the aspect of like crap. We can't get what we want as a consumer mm -hmm. necessarily, but how that's disruptive to your business and how if you're a business that uses supplies to perform mm -hmm. XYZ service, how that is taxing on your people. So taxing on your people. You know, there is something to be said for energy preservation mm -hmm. by doing things consistently. Um, you know, it makes us work more level-headedly, clearly. We can be more curious and thoughtful when we're doing certain things rotely. Mm -hmm. um, but when we have to reinvent how we do our jobs because we don't have the supplies to do them, that is, for a while, that's fine, but that can be really taxing on your employees physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Financially, and, too. <laughs> financially, too. Yeah. And it, it plays a little bit into the great resignation, too, and not wanting to relearn or redo that. So whether it's the baby booner generation leaving early because they don't want to have to relearn or learn a different way to do things because now we have to do things differently because we can't get what we used to do. Or if it's just, oh, this is so stressful. Every time I do a job, it's different. Yep. Um, we work a lot in the construction industry and trying to figure out how to do their work in a different manner because you probably don't have the supplies you need to get it done. Mm -hmm. It's been super interesting. Well, and kind of like in, in a different way of thinking about supply chain, mm -hmm. also with that construction field, mm -hmm. COVID impacts your supply chain of your employees. Right. Um, because sometimes we know um, through personal experience that close contacts or a positive COVID test and especially if you need to be boots on the ground, can impact your ability to perform work. Mm -hmm. And so if you're having multiple people needing to step in and fill in, but not knowing where exactly where the last person left off or why they made certain decisions, it makes things clunky, both for employees and for customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the customers, a lot of times in those in the construction world, specifically, they're not getting the, they're getting a delayed um, oh, product, yep. but typically not carrying the burden of the price. So there, it's in the middle that's, de that's dealing with the increased cost of labor, the increased cost in time because of inefficiency, mm -hmm. and the increased cost of the materials. So that has been a huge economic downfall, although Although that that industry overall is busier than ever, the margins are narrowing significantly, yeah. if not even going the other way, because they can't adopt adapt fast yeah. enough. And then the inefficiencies that they're having in the labor piece that makes up usually about sixty percent of the overall price to 
perform work is labor. Um, so it's really had a huge impact on those industries. But even in um, the restaurant industry, when you oh. think of um, we trained our cooks or our menu items are XYZ, oh, but we can't get this, mm -hmm. then you have to either change your menu, change your cooks, how they do that. And a lot of people have a hard time uh, adapting to change if if it's not a fluid thing. So if we do the same thing every day that we come into that to work, whatever work looks like for you, and then we say, oh, nope, it's gonna be different. That's okay for a while, but we've been doing this now for almost, almost two, two years. years. Can you believe that? Yeah. Like, I don't mean to say this naively, but literally two years ago, or two years ago this coming March, yeah. I never thought that the impact would still be here. No. Gen no. I mean, I mean that genuinely. I never thought we would still be seeing the impact in our kids at certain schools, mm -hmm. um, seeing the impact at work. I just could never have imagined it. And you're absolutely right. For a season of time, flexibility, okay, people understand. Uh, but now that understanding is starting to wear thin mm -hmm. and it's harder for people to adapt to that change. Mm -hmm. So Sarah, what would you say would be some ways to overcome that, um, both for employers and employees? Mm -hmm. I think, well, the first thing is just acknowledging that this is the new reality mm -hmm. that we, that rather than saying, oh, I can't wait for it to go back to the old way. That's a, that's a fallacy. It's never going to be like it was. Um, it's never, when the workforce alone has shrunk, so we don't even have an avail, availability of the many bodies that we need. So it's never going to go back. So just read that our reality now is different than what we knew two years ago. So just acknowledging that it's going to be different going forward. And then also supporting people in that that's okay. Um, so if you learned how to do something one way and now you have to do it differently because you don't have the tools you need to get it done that exact way. So whether it's um, starting at the end and working your way backwards and then filling out a piece of paper of all of the things that you're missing and coming back to it another time, just helping people understand that that's just the way it's going to be. And um, then trying to price or whatever it is accordingly on the yeah. business aspects as well. So it's okay. Um, it's so interesting when we talk about culture and the old culture versus the new culture, right? So if we have a uh, person entering an organization now that sees the chaos that I don't know where I'm supposed to be till the day before and all the things, to people who were living with us two years ago and working with us two years ago, that's stressful because I used to know what mm -hmm. I was doing for the next three months. Now I barely even know what I'm doing the next day. But for new people coming in, that's all that they've known. So making sure that that old, those people who have lived with you through before COVID and through COVID don't set the expectation that it's gonna be like it was, because it's not gonna be that. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be how it is. It can be better than how it is today, because you can make strides. But if we don't acknowledge that it's not gonna be like it was, then we're gonna struggle in making things better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not something that we can brush under the rug. Yeah. And the more we try to, the more, the more friction will be created mm -hmm. because we're not acknowledging the emotions 
that come with change and the frustrations. And then all of a sudden those employees who have been with you for the long haul may start to feel disruptive mm -hmm. to those new employees. Yeah, so making sure that you're adapting your culture accordingly and and um, giving people the support that they need because they're tired, especially those people who have, like I said, been with you the whole time and they're they're tired of not knowing and all the all the things. But just helping them understand that it's gonna be okay um, that we don't that we don't know where you're gonna be tomorrow or what it's gonna look like, and maybe giving clarity on what you do know. We we do know that we have a ton of work to do, and that we can't lose you, and that we, you're important to us. And although this job or this project or prepping this food takes twice as long as it used to, that's okay because hopefully we've made good choices in years prior and we're making good choices right now so we can sustain until we figure out what the new normal looks like and you know we've been talking about in that industry some different things that are going to have to happen years in advance and whether or not we just bucked it and didn't uh, pull the trigger fast enough but when we built like the Sanford hospital here yeah. I don't know if if I just heard this or if it's really true, but having the bathroom units where they just set them rather than having a plumber come in, an electrician hmm. come in, like they were all came pre-made. Interesting. Yeah. So then uh, thinking of that and how much more efficient that is, is to create the same thing over and over and over again in a manufacturing setting than having some three or four or five trades pull in and out of a same eight by eight square footage, right? Mm -hmm. So I would challenge you if you are in manufacturing, in construction, in food prep, anything when you're taking things with human hands and making something different out of that. So that can be food prep, that can be manufacturing, that can be construction, that can be almost anything but professional services. Yep. Uh, thinking about how you can do that more efficiency so it's less hands or less movement going back and forth. So um, just things to challenge your thinking on how you've done things to how you can do things differently. So thanks for tuning in.